Welcome to the Catering Feed, the Catering Growth Podcast, a show about growing your catering business and restaurant industry trends, powered by EasyCater. Hi, I'm Genevieve Babineau, and I'm here today with Gracie Prasanson from Jason's Deli. Gracie is the National Director of Sales who's been building expert teams for over 20 years at Jason's Deli. She's become a true leader in the catering industry, and I couldn't be more delighted that she's joining us today. Welcome, Gracie. Thanks, Genevieve, for having me. I would love to hear a little bit about your career and how you've gotten to this place with Jason's. Excellent. So it all started about... 35 years ago when I started working for um, Denny's as a late night server. I love it. Fell in love with the food industry. And I've been with it ever since. I've done um, 24-hour operation for Denny's and IHOP. And I did a little stint at Cracker Barrel. And then I really found my home here at Jason's Deli where I've been able to thrive and um, just grow my career, my um, leadership skills. And so here I am now, 20 years later. So Gracie, before we jump into the topic of building sales team and how labor trends are affecting the industry, I'd really love to get your thoughts on a few news trends that are creating a lot of buzz in the industry. We're hearing about brands that are investing in tuition assistance, in financial planning. Duncan has a mentor program. What's your take on this? I think in order to be relevant and compete in today's situation, you have to offer people something more than just a job. Um, The development your staff allows you to give them a career, to build a future, and any investments that you're making in them, you're getting a return off of them. They're in your store. They're making decisions when they're interacting with customers. They're making decisions about finances. The more educated and developed your employees are and that you invest in them, just the greater return you're able to get as a business person. I used to work with someone who would say, hire right, train them right, treat them right. And I think it's so fascinating when you hear leaders talk about, well, is it worth the ROI to invest in that? Or that's a big line on your P&L. Do you see that return on investment at Jason's Deli when you invest in your people? Absolutely. People want to be developed. People want to be more. People want to do more. They want to contribute more. They just sometimes need a little push or a little bit more information to bring that out in themselves. Great. I think that's actually a really fitting news topic for our upcoming conversation today because you've spent, as I said, 20 years building the sales department at Jason's Deli. You have a national sales team. And I really would love to hear your take on navigating your own path because the sales department didn't exist before you were on the scene. Is that correct? That is correct. So can you talk a little bit about your growth in your career from an individual contributor and salesperson to now being the national director of sales for Jason's Deli? Absolutely. You know, I've been with Jason's, like you said, Genevieve, for 20 years. When I started, I wasn't in sales. I was in the store. I was executing catering orders, building those relationships. And that experience just continued to bring a spark a real passion in me for that side of the business. And Jason's Deli recognized that. So they gave me the opportunity um, to fake it till I make it sometimes. <laughs> um, and they invested in me. And through their leadership and the network that I've been able to cultivate in the side of the business, 
I've got a good handle on, hey, this is what we can do to grow business. And they took a chance on me and they let me make mistakes. They let me have a couple failures and successes along the way. So they got the right person on the bus. They chose you. They invested in your skills and then let you flourish. Absolutely. Absolutely. You keep saying the word relationship. And this is something that as I think about community, that relationship component is so crucial. As you reflect on the Jason's Deli customer, is this the same customer today that you had 20 years ago? Oh, and yes, hands down. And what makes them so special? You know, what makes them so special is they've come to rely on you. You've been there for them in a pinch. Um, It's definitely a relationship that is a win-win on both sides. Not only are we able to grow our business, but they're able to rely on us in those short pinch notices. Um, Or if they need something special, they can ask. We're going to do whatever it takes to make them happy. Exactly. (laughs) So when you think, though, of the catering customer, it seems like that Jason's Deli core value customer is very similar. How does that expand to the catering customer from Jason's Deli? And what are they specifically looking for? You know, the catering customer, they're looking for a brand that they can count on, someone who can be there with the right orders, someone who can offer some guidance when they're not sure of exactly which menu item to select. Um, And they're looking for you to be there on time with their order. They're counting on you to make them look good to their supervisor, to the groups that they're coordinating the orders for, you're really an extension of them. And that's what is the biggest difference between a takeout customer, a dining customer, and a catering customer. And you're their support team. Absolutely. Do you bucket those customers differently when you're coaching your sales team? Are you looking at B2B differently than you're looking at B2C or different personas or experiences? How do you look at that customer? You know, each customer is very unique in what they need, and they're driven by different things. Um, Some people really value a relationship. Some people might never want to talk to anyone. I'm (laughs) going to place my orders online. I don't want a relationship with you. Exactly. (laughs) And then you have those who want to be able to reach out for you and plan the menu for them. Other people are like, nope, I know what I want, and I got this. I think the key thing is being able to stop ask a couple qualifying questions and just listen to the customer and let the customer guide the conversation and what they want instead of you trying to sell them something, Mm -hmm. you're offering them a solution to what they need. You're responding to their needs versus pushing your own agenda. Exactly. Who are those key personas in the catering world that are ordering at an exceptionally high level? You know, I think you have twofold for from my experience. You have the office administrator, you know, Fortune 500 companies (laughs) who are having meetings. They're ordering, you know, weekly, biweekly. And you have a sales rep. The sales rep is a key part of the catering business, and their needs can be last moment. There, uh, but I say those are the two personas who are really demanding catering on a regular basis. How does your sales team approach those two people differently when they're building that relationship? That's a great question. When I look at a salesperson, their salesperson, they're selling, their time is in high demand, they are in front of a lot of people, I think they tend to less want a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. They just need the items, they're on time. Yeah. They, they, they have their routine down and they're counting on you to be there with the food when needed because 
your delivery is a part of their sales call and their job. Both of us have been road warriors in the industry, and I think that experience really helps me relate to that salesperson because they're going a million miles a minute. They're trying to get to their next event. They really don't have the time to be dealing with a clunky experience or having things go wrong. They need it fast. They need it to work. They really need your team to make it happen for them. Right. And then the administrator, administrative professional in the offices, they're serving the same groups over and over again. Um, they get a lot of last minute meetings. So for them, keeping your brand fresh for them and for the audience that they're serving is something really important. I think they tend to want more of a relationship with you because they are using you on a frequent basis. When I was an executive assistant right out of, of college, I always felt like it was such an underappreciated job. In some ways, you were the backbone of that company, making all of the behind the scenes thing happen. And I find that when I could market to an admin and show my appreciation for everything they do and, and make them look great. That was the way to get that trust from them. So how do you show your appreciation to your admins that are ordering all this catering and maybe don't even get a thank you on the other end? How does your team make them feel like the hero? You know, by being there when they need you, whether it's a week in advance or they might have a last minute meeting and need food there in an hour. I think the greatest thing you can do to take care of your office administrator is be there on time be there with the orders when they're due, and continue to find out as a caterer how you can help them do their jobs. Do you share a lot of anecdotal stories at Jason's Deli about the needs of the consumer? Or have you done a lot of research, case studies? How are you collecting these insights? You know, we talk with our customers. <laughs> we go directly Simple. to them. What what do we need to do for you? How can we serve you better? That's the most important thing. Because again, everyone's needs are different. And if you're listening to them, they'll tell you what they're wanting from you. There's no silver bullet. None. If there was, we would all do it. <laughs> Is there anything that surprised you over the years? Maybe new trends or expectations in this persona? You know, I think the thing that has surprised me the most, especially on the sales side, is what a risk it is for an admin to take that first step and order from you. And I think a lot of catering companies think all they need to do is hand out a menu and they're going to order from you. No, you really have to cultivate that relationship and show them as a brand who you are. And because, um, again, it is a risk. If you're late or the order is not accurate, it's going to be their fault. Yeah. And I think the demands of that catering customer, they have so many options right now. Technology is giving them more options. Booming restaurant industry and your competitors are out there. So how do you see these trends shifting in the face of technology? And how do you identify opportunities for Jason's to stand out amongst that noise? That is a great question, Genevieve. When you look at the oversaturation in the marketplace, what what is your what is your brand differentiator amongst a sea of competitors? And at Jason's Deli, it's all about for us food quality. It's all about large portions. Um, you have to do things a little differently, and you have to be memorable. You can't just 
deliver an order and think people are going to know, you know, who your brand is and call you back again. Right. It's definitely competitive and I, competitive. And I really think that the on demand movement right now mm-hmm. can make it very tricky because the expectation is only rising and people expect, you know, food in 30 minutes for 50 people. And yeah. that can be a real hard task to do. And you have to be able to say yes, because there's so many other people out there vying for that spend. What about ease of execution? execution and ease of ordering, what would you say to some of the brands out there who don't invest in online ordering or don't think that they need a digital presence in order to capture these catering sales? You know, let's face it, everyone is moving digital. People, you look around a room, everyone has their face and their phones. If you don't have online or a mobile presence, you you don't have the, the table stakes needed to even be in the game. You have to have that. And it's interesting, too, as people are moving away from these old trends of having to pick up the phone to place that order or, you know, just hoping that these catering orders are going to walk right in your door. It's amazing to see the brands who are truly embracing catering and embracing technology that will support it to see it as an opportunity for more connection with their guests. So how do you think automation has helped your team get back to the basics of hospitality and focus on what's really important? That's a great question. I know for us at Jason's Deli, not only are we you know, delivering to offices all around us, but you have customers in front of you that you have to give attention to. So I think the technology is kind of aided in that a little bit. You're able to do a little less with more because you don't have to have people answering the phones. Um, You aren't interrupting a customer placing their order to pick up a ringing phone. So I do think technology is a good accelerator and I do think it can have some labor savings at the same time. There are a lot of trends right now. We're seeing in many states that the labor and minimum wage is going up to $15, $16 in some states. So you look at the next decade, how do you see restaurants reacting to these trends and how can catering offset some of those concerns? Yeah, that's a good point. I was um, in McDonald's this weekend. Don't ask me why. But anyway, <laughs> I was placing order and I placed it on a kiosk. And I was like thinking oh. to myself, there was absolutely no interaction with anyone. So yeah. I'm thinking, how does a brand differentiate themselves or, you know, define themselves? And I think that translates into catering. Like catering can be a very good avenue for you to be able to grow your top line so that you have a little bit more to invest on that labor line. Because let's face it, it's only going to continue to get higher and more difficult to operate within that space. So you have to have some type of channel to offset the rising costs. Opening your doors with $1,000 in catering before you even open for business is a pretty powerful moment. Do you see your operators getting even more on board when they see the power of starting the day off with some awesome sales? Absolutely. I know, you know, we've been delivering for over 32 (laughs) years at Jason's Deli. And if an operator walks in and they don't have $2,000 in catering, they want, they're calling the sales department. Hey, I need more sales here. That is a key thing to being able to be profitable in this environment. How do you decide whether you put a salaried salesperson in place or whether you invest in the hourly ranks in any given restaurant? It's a good question. Just like you're talking about with, you know, the, the labor pressures, a salesperson, a skilled, qualified salesperson is a very large investment for a restaurant to make. And you have to get a high return out of that. So for us, 
It's more looking at the density of a market, looking at the business of the market and saying, okay, do I have someone who could go knock on doors or do I need this qualified salesperson to get back behind the scenes in front of all the catering decision makers to really grow volume of catering? So knowing what your market is and um, applying the right resource is key in getting a good return. Because if you're investing in a salesperson and you're not able to generate those high amounts of catering volume, you're not going to get a good return. It's only going to make your situation worse. When you're investing in that you know, seasoned sales expert, is your expectation that they're the one interacting with those high value personas, as you said earlier, the admin who's ordering 10 times a day? Or is your expectation that they're also getting involved in the local community? That's a great question. It's two skill sets. And if you're investing in a high quality salesperson and you're having them attend the taste of, you're kind of investing in the wrong spot. You really need to keep your highest paid salesperson on the highest opportunity and use other avenues to cover those other things. Because you can't get that high dollar return out of a taste of that you can out of doing presentations to a lot of offices. I couldn't agree more. I love hearing the way Jason's looks at the scenario and says, okay, in this restaurant, it's a major metro. I need the seasoned salesperson to be going to talk to KPMG and Deloitte or Wells Fargo. How are they getting their foot in the door with these really big gatekeepers and decision makers? But meanwhile, you see the value in local community and that's where the hourly can come in and really support and grow their business. Absolutely. Everyone on your staff can be a brand ambassador. You as a business person have to look at your financials and you have to invest where you're going to get a return and labor it all, whether it's a salesperson or a person inside your store, it's all coming from your labor line. What other persona evolution insights do you see happening in the next year even with trends in technology, you know, access to options? How do you see this consumer continuing to evolve over the next year? You know, I think it's only going to continue to evolve. You know, right now we've had so much change in the last three years with third party and in the delivery space. And it really hasn't impacting impacted catering that much. It's more of that individual meal. So I am wondering what that's going to look like over the next five years in the catering space for those um, companies much like myself who have really invested and grown that operation. Great. I would love to ask you one more question. As you think about your career, what's some of the advice that you really treasure or value and you'd want to pass on to our listeners? That's a good question. I think the advice is don't think you know everything. You don't have to have all the answers. Um, you When you're growing in your career or when you're developing a new line at a restaurant, you need mentors. You need people who have done it for a long time. And I always say you need mentors for a reason, for a season, and for a lifetime. And when you're looking at catering, like you reach out to those people who are willing to help you. Um, It's okay not to have all the answers. (laughs) Right. I think that failing is how you learn. It's not a mistake. It's a learning opportunity. And sometimes some of your greatest failures can become your 
greatest accolades at the same time. So I say fail until you don't. <laughs> I love it. Well, I really enjoyed learning from you. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And it's just been a delight to chat with you. No, thank you, Genevieve. It's been great. Thanks for listening to The Catering Feed, powered by Easy Cater.